Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 105, Your Magic Number. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey friends, how are you? Thanks so much for coming to listen to the podcast episode today. I wish you could have seen me right before I was ready to hit record for this podcast episode. I was looking all around my house for some headphones that would plug into my laptop (laughs) so that the sound quality was a little bit better for this podcast episode. That's just kind of how it goes. We kind of fly by the seat of our pants every day here at our house, especially in the summertime. Now that all my kids are home all day, every day, I kind of just fit in work in between whatever we have going on. So pretty much this whole summer, if you hear any noises in the background, that is my children. I usually try and record this when my baby is napping. My husband is working. He works from home. And then my older kids are doing chores or their screen time or whatever. So Um, you know, I never know if one of them is going to come barging in. (laughs) So before I jump in to the topic for today's podcast episode, I want to make sure you know that if you have Cigna or Blue Cross Blue Shield PPO, then there's a good chance that your insurance covers six free consultations with me. You can always check to see if you're eligible um, through the link in the show notes, or if you go to breezybabies.com, if you click on the telt or in-person consult, there's a link where you can check your eligibility with lactation network. And if they come back and say, no, they do not cover, which I have anyone who wants to set up a consultation with me, just check eligibility through them either way, no matter what insurance you have. I'm like, just check. You never know. (laughs) Um, even if they come back and say, Nope, sorry, you're not covered. Then that's okay. I also accept self-pay. And did you know that I give a 30% discount if you are self-pay? Um, it is 30% cheaper to book on my website than insurance reimburses me but I try really hard to make, um, in-person and telehealth consultations more affordable, more within reach. And you can also pay with a healthcare spending account or flex spending account card directly on my website. Um, and I love doing consultations. I have consulted with families all over the world, even families in the middle East. (laughs) I have met with them at all hours, all times a day, even where I live in Utah, I have traveled to parts of my own state. I have lived here almost my entire life and I have traveled to so many different corners, just 30 minutes, 45 minutes from my house. And, um, I have seen different sides of my own state that I have never seen before. Just going to all these different, um, places for consultations. So it's really fun. Um, and remember that I do also have Lex on my team. Um, she's also an IBCLC and she meets with clients as well, just the same as me. So 
chances are that we can get you in pretty soon. Sometimes people email me and say, oh my gosh, I need help, but I can't wait till next week or two weeks away. And we like to keep our schedule pretty open because we are moms. We both have young kids. And so we only open up maybe one console a day, maybe none. And if you were really desperate to get in sooner, we almost always have the flexibility to, to get you in sooner rather than later. So again, check out breezybabies.com. If you click in person or telehealth, you can do either check out, um, lactation network to see if your insurance covers six free consults, or you can do self pay. And even if you don't have a healthcare spending account, you can pay with any way you want. My website takes pretty much any payment you can imagine. So there you have it. And, you know, hopefully after today's episode, you get a little bit of clarity on your own body, on your own milk making abilities. But if you listen to this podcast episode and you're still like, oh, I still don't quite got this, <laughs> then set up a consultation. Um, this podcast episode today is a good one. I actually can't believe I've gone 105 episodes without talking about this specific topic because it's a really good one and it just really simplifies milk storage, um, breast milk, how much breast milk you make. It just simplifies it in such an easy way. And it's something that I've taught to my clients for years, whether in consultations or even just making um, personalized pumping plans. It's something um, that I have taught for years. I just have to start by saying that I did not coin the term your magic number. (laughs) That was not me. So this original concept is not my own. Um, Nancy Morbacher is actually who came up with the term, the magic number. She has a great blog post where she talks about um, long-term milk production. Um, that's really great. I'll link it in the show notes. If you want to go look at her original work, um, So while this original idea was not mine, um, this is something that I teach incorporate into my daily lactation work. And I think that you're going to really find it helpful. So, um, Nancy Morbacher is actually a big name in the lactation world. If you work in the lactation world, which you may, if you listen to this podcast, I actually have a lot of doulas who listen in, um, a lot of, um, people who are aspiring to be an IBCLC one day, which, um, PS, I actually have a new intern, uh, intern who is joining my team. Her name is Sabrina and, um, she will be joining in on some of my calls. If you give consent, I always ask, um, to see if you're comfortable with an intern joining in on, um, your call when we consult together and she is working towards getting her 500 hours so she can become an IBCLC. So anyway, it's really exciting. I always wanted to kind of give back and, um, help someone else along the path, but I was always kind of scared to do it. I thought, Oh, I don't work that many hours. I don't really have that much to give. Um, but it is going to be a great fit and I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Let you know how things are going. That's something that I am so, so excited about to have Sabrina here on the breezy babies team. Um, so you may see and hear from her, um, from time to time. 
So, all right, Nancy Moorbacher, magic number. <laughs> so you probably already know um, that all breasts are not made even, okay? Even your own two breasts on your chest can be very different. Um, have you ever heard of the slacker boob? That is something that is so true. I just did a recent post about that on my Instagram. And basically the gist of it is, that your two breasts can make very different amounts of breast milk, even though they kind of look the same, like, Oh, these kind of look the same. Um, but they don't always make the same exact amount. Now, um, that's usually not a big deal. We don't need your breasts to make the exact same amount. They're always going to be a little bit off. Um, but what I want to really focus on today is, um, your storage capacity. And it's going to be really important that you understand that breast size has nothing to do with how much milk you can make. Okay. Did you hear that? The size of your breasts actually has nothing to do with how much milk, with how much breast milk you can actually make. Now your size, however, can affect your storage capacity. Okay. It's kind of like a container size. So remember that your breasts are like automatic ice machines. You start to take some out and then more starts coming in the back end. So some moms have very small containers, um, that the milk or the ice in this example can hold and others have very large containers that can hold more milk at once. And then of course there's every size in between. <laughs> so if you take a parent with a smaller or even normal storage size, a capacity size, and you tell them to breastfeed or pump only four times a day by four months, then there's a really good chance that that is going to end in disaster. <laughs> Meaning that that parent is not going to meet their lactation goals. Now I use that example, um, four times by four months, because there are, um, some, uh, sleep training programs out there who do actually suggest that. And while that can work well for some families, again, for other families, it's going to end in disaster, breast supply going down. And, um, well, I should say milk supply going down and not meeting your lactation goals, which is not cool. We never, ever want that. That's always the saddest thing. Of course, my goals are whatever your goals are, but if you're um, not meeting your lactation goal, then that's always a sad time for me. So of course, if you're not meeting your lactation goals, now you're needing to supplement when you weren't planning to, and that's not cool. So let's talk today about how we can meet our lactation goals without letting those go. So this is straight from Nancy Moorbacher's website, and this is where she talks about the magic number. Okay. So this is what she said. I'm reading this exactly from her website. She says, this refers to the number of times each day a mother's breast needs to be well-drained of milk to keep her milk production stable due to differences in breast storage capacity. Some mother's magic number in print, uh, quotations, <laughs> maybe as few as four to five or as many as nine to 10. But when a mother's total number of breast drainings that can be breastfeeding or using a breast pump dips below her magic number, her milk production slows. Okay. So let's kind of look at that again. 
Um, so what she's saying right here is that some people based on their storage capacity, again, that has nothing to do with size necessarily, but also has to do with just what's inside of your breasts, how many milk ducts you have. Um, so for some people, their magic number could be as low as four to five times of emptying their breasts, whether that's nursing a baby or using a breast pump. But for other people, they're going to have to empty their breasts nine to 10 times per day to still meet their lactation goals and not have their milk production go down the toilet. Okay. So I will say that I personally, in my practice, I don't see many families that are only able to breastfeed four to five times a day, especially not with young babies. I'm talking like less than six months. That is extremely, extremely rare, especially with babies who nurse directly from the breast might be a little bit more likely, um, for a family who exclusively pumps, but for the majority of you listening to this, um, your magic number again, especially if your baby is under six months is not going to be four or five. Okay. It is possible, but it's not the norm. The norm that I see more is, um, closer to eight feeds per day. So I'm going to go onto a little soapbox here. So hold on tight for just a little second, because I already kind of alluded to it before, but there are many sleep training programs out there, especially one that is very well known that I will not name that teaches four feeds by four months. Again, this is not possible for most families. Of course, well, it is possible, but it's going to be absolutely impossible for those, um, who need more milk I'm emptying throughout the day, it's going to be impossible for them to maintain their supply and meet their lactation goals. Okay. So let's jump into my top three tips for your magic number. So number one, this, um, my first tip is actually again, directly from Nancy Moorbacher's site about my, uh, about your magic number. So tip number one, um, comes from Nancy and it says more breastfeeding when together means less expressed milk needed. Okay. Did you hear that? More breastfeeding when together, you and your baby together means less expressed milk is needed. So that means less time with your breast pump. So she goes on to say the amount of milk per day babies need between one and six months stays remarkably stable on average between 25 and 35 ounces. Um, if you're outside of the United States or prefer milliliters, then 25 to 35 ounces is 750 to 1050 milliliters. Okay. In case your brain works better in milliliters. Um, so again, between one and six months on average, babies need 25 to 35 ounces per day. So she goes on to say, by thinking of the 24 hour day as a whole, it becomes obvious that the more times each day, the baby breastfeeds directly, the less expressed milk will be needed while mother and baby are apart. Okay. So for those of you who are listening are home most of the day, all day with your baby, then your need to pump and save breast milk on the side could be zero. It could be none. <laughs> Maybe you use your Hakka a little bit here and there to have a tiny bit of a stash. That's what I do. I actually haven't really even touched my breast pump the entire time that my baby has been alive. And I kind of just plan my consults around a time where I can just get back to breastfeed her. 
and that's worked for us this time. Now with all my other babies, I've returned to a job where I've worked in the hospital and I did need to express, I did need to use a breast pump. So this comes into play. If you are returning to work and you're going to be using a breast pump, then you are going to need to express milk to drain your breasts as often as you would at home. So I usually say if your baby is getting a bottle, um, at 10 AM while you're at work and then at let's say 1 PM while you're at work and then you get back to them at 4 PM to breastfeed, then you are also going to want to pump while you're at work at 10 AM and 1 PM so that you're kind of following that same schedule. Um, and I go over all of that and more in my pumping plums, but that's just kind of a really simple breakdown. Now, if you're at work and you're really busy and you can't pump at 10 AM and 1 PM, and you're only pumping at 12 PM, and then you're going another long stretch until you get home to your baby at 4 PM, then your milk supply is absolutely going to go down. And that's when we have to get a little creative. Would a portable pump be better? Because any pumping, any moving milk is better than nothing at all. Okay. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is full breasts equal less milk. Okay. There's something called fill. It stands for, um, let's see, I probably should have looked this up before <laughs> I started this podcast episode. It's feedback inhibitor loop, I believe is what the L stands for. So basically you have the system inside your breasts that when your breast is very full, your body says, Hey, Hello. Yeah. We're getting a little full here. You need to slow down milk production. Okay. Which is a good thing because if you know, milk production just was still going hundred miles per hour, even when your breasts were very full, that would get a little dangerous. <laughs> I've never heard of a case where a breast explodes, but maybe that would be possible if we didn't have this fill in place. So, um, it's a good thing. It's good that our milk production slows down when we are feeling very full. And, um, so when your breast drains, that tells your body, okay, we're ready. We're ready to make more milk. But when your breast is full, that slows down your milk production. And if your breast is staying full all the time, then over time, your milk production will go down again. That can happen from going long stretches at work. Trust me. This was me with my first baby. I worked 13 hour shifts as a nurse and I pumped maybe once on my shift did not end well for my milk supply. So do not be like me in that regard. All right. Tip number three is get yourself a pump and plan. And I am your girl for that. I would love to help you make a pumping plan, especially if you're returning to work, you are going to want to make sure you get one because otherwise you're going to be probably supplementing your baby and playing catch up all day long which kind of leads into my pro tip, which is teach your daycare or your caregiver about paste bottle feeding. Um, so if you are away from your baby, you are, um, going to want to make sure your caregiver is doing this. Otherwise your baby is going to blow through your milk stash while you're away at work. Um, in the meantime, you're going to be pumping your darndest at work, and then you're going to get home and you're going to try and reconnect with your baby. And they are not going to be interested in the breast because they were just having so much breast milk through the bottle while you were away. And if they're not that interested in the breast, when you're back together, then that is going to lessen your supply. And you're going to start this perpetual game of catching up every single day. So think about this while I give you this example, you are gone for eight hours and your three month old baby drinks three 
five ounce bottles while you're gone. So three times while you're at work, your baby takes five ounce bottles while you're away. So that means your baby ate 15 ounces in eight hours. <laughs> okay, let's break this down a little bit more. Let's say that you breastfed at 7 a.m. You dropped off your baby at daycare at 8 a.m. She got a bottle of five ounces at 10 a.m., five ounces at 1 p.m., and five ounces at 4 p.m. You get off work, you come to pick her up. She's so full that she's really not interested in breastfeeding when you get back. Remember that a baby only needs about 24, 25 ounces in 24 hours. That's a good minimum. So your baby just took in a huge majority of that milk in eight of the 24 hour day. Plus my guess is, is that while you're away at work, you were not able to pump five ounces three times. That's just my guess. Cause I see that all the time when I'm making pumping plans for my family for families that I work with. Now, of course, this is not a one size fits all. This scenario that I gave you may work for some. Some do have a larger storage capacity and they can pump more in one sitting and their babies are used to taking in a little bit of a larger amount. But if you have a smaller storage capacity, your magic number is going to be higher and you are gonna have to feed your baby more frequently or pump more frequently while you're away. Again, I have made hundreds of pumping plans and followed up with families after, and this is not a common road to success for you, baby, to be blowing through 15 ounces while you're away at work. So if you are chasing your supply all day and not able to breastfeed much when you're back at home, treat yourself to a pumping plan. It is worth every penny when you meet your breastfeeding goals, especially if it allows you to not supplement either when you didn't want to or didn't plan to. So there you have it. Does that make a little bit clearer about your magic number? Um, if you're sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, my four month old still breastfeeds 10 times a day. And my neighbor down the street, she only feeds her baby eight times a day or maybe seven. Like what's going on? Why is this happening? You just possibly could have a different magic number. Okay. You may have a smaller storage capacity, or you may just have a baby that prefers smaller feeds. Okay. So it's all good. It's all fine. Whatever your storage capacity is. Um, again, my top three tips for your magic number is number one, more breastfeeding together means less expressed milk needed. Number two, full breasts equal less milk. And number three is get yourself a pumping plan. I hope this podcast episode was helpful for you today. I always love to hear what you are loving about this podcast. You can always send me an email, Brie at Breezy Babies, or you can hop on over to Instagram at Breezy Babies and tell me all the things that are on your mind, what you love about this podcast, what you'd love to hear in the future. And thank you so much for listening in today. Of course, I'm going to leave you with, you are strong, you are smart, you are beautiful. You're a good friend to all. Catch you next week, friend.